Hello, and welcome again to Dad Bod by Jesse. I just wanted to take a moment to thank the listeners. The number of listens is way up. It's exciting to check the number of listens every week on Anchor because I can track exactly how many listens we have. And it's just nice to see the incremental increases from week to week, whereas before we would have like 10% increases every week. Now it's jumping to more like 20 to 30% increases. It's just, it's really cool to see that. And uh, I love doing this and I, I look forward every week to developing a topic and Uh, talking to people and seeing what may interest them and studying it and using what I've done and what maybe other people I know have done. It's just, it's excellent. I do enjoy it. And I just hope that you, the listener, are getting as much out of this as I am. So uh, I thank you again. And uh, let's talk about today's podcast. So some of you that have listened to the episode on Game Changer will know that I am trying the vegan diet. So I want to caution anyone when they talk about diets in general and whether or not they're going to try it. Because when I say that I try it and someone else says that they're going to try something, I think they're two different things. And I think it's personal to everybody, but I'll share with you what I do when I try something. So when I'm looking at something that is going to affect me physically, as far as diet, exercise, rest and recovery, I'm looking at two factors. One, is this something that is ultimately going to help me versus hurt me in the long run? So if there are consequences that are short-term or long-term, is it really going to outweigh the benefits as far as the type of diet, exercise, or rest or recovery tool that I want to add to my toolbox? So that's the first piece. Is it something that's really going to help me? And the way that you find that out is easy enough. Uh, you have to do research. So you look online, you look into certain uh, libraries of literature, you talk to people that have already done it, and you look at the results that they have and say, okay, that's something that I want. You know, I, I want that type of benefit. I want, and is it worth um, the investment that you're going to do as far as the trade-off? So that's what the first thing that I look at. The second thing that I look at is this something that I could change to my lifestyle. So I do not want to put myself in a position where I change it for a short period of time I get some benefits out of it, and then I find out that it's just too tough to maintain. And as a result, I not only lose the benefits, but maybe I put myself worse off than I started in the first place. So those are two things that I'm going to look at. So one, is it really good for me? And then two, is it something that I can change to my lifestyle realistically? So that's where I'm at with the vegan diet. So if you would like to hear all the definitive pros and cons of a vegan diet, uh, you can definitely go back to the Game Changers episode and listen to that and gives you a better idea as far as the number of benefits that you will have from a vegan diet. But um, what I'd like to share today is how it's personally affected me. Because as I've mentioned in the prior episode, I think something like this is very personal. 
So I'm not going to say that, oh, this is great and everybody should do it. It doesn't work that way. I think everybody's body chemistry is very specific to to themselves. And there is a genetic predisposition for anything that you try. So I think you will have success that is very different from mine if, in fact, I do say it's successful. But what you will find is that um, it's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to diet, exercise, or rest and recovery. What I look for is are things backed up with studies to actually say they do what they say they're going to do? And then two, is this something that, again, I can change to my lifestyle? So with the vegan diet, I went into it with that mindset. So I did a lot of research and found out, you know, there is a lot of benefit to this. And I think this is something that I could potentially change my lifestyle. Let's try it for at least a week because I figure anybody can do anything for a week. I can do anything for a week. So if you tell me that I got to live on popsicles for a week, I could probably do it. But of course it's be horrible for you, but that's a whole other issue. But so that's the mindset that I went into it for that first week. So week one, I noticed almost immediately an increase in energy. Now, was that psychological? Maybe. Uh, but I did, in fact, have more energy. And the way that I was able to gauge that was I wasn't as tired at nighttime. So come like 9, 9.30, that is my bedtime. And my body is just ready to shut down. Uh, granted, I get up very early. But uh, like I said, at nighttime, at 9, 9.30, I'm just ready to shut down. Whereas with the vegan diet, uh, almost immediately in that first week, I noticed that I was able to stay up until 10, 10.30, 11 o'clock, which is a big change for me, and still get up as early as I was getting up. So it really did help me with regards to my energy level. I noticed that immediately. Uh, week two, I noticed that I have lost a lot of weight. Um, I And that was concerning for me because I walk around at a good weight. I, I like my body fat percentage. I like the amount of weight that I have. Uh, it's a good weight. It's a good body fat percentage for me. So when I lost eight pounds uh, within two weeks, that was concerning for me. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? And come to find out, you know, obviously your digestive system is working completely different because of all the fruits and vegetables that you're taking in. And that was in fact what I saw immediately and in definitely in those first two weeks. So that was a big part of it. But I think it was just a shock to my system. Prior to the vegan diet, I was uh, eating meat or some form of protein with every single meal. And when I say some form of protein, I'm talking a dead animal. You know, that was kind of my phrase. It wasn't a meal unless you had a dead animal as part of the meal. So whether it was chicken, fish, uh, sometimes red meat, I was always eating meat with every meal. Uh, So that was a big change for me. And I'm sure that was a shock to my system for the first two weeks. And that was part of me losing that eight pounds. So at that point, I was a little concerned Uh, so I was actually questioning whether or not I was going to continue with the vegan diet. So then I go on into week three and week four. And what got me through those weeks is like, you know what? I want to see if there's physical changes. And I know that physical changes beyond just the initial shock loss of weight is going to take time. 
And I knew that it's going to take at least six weeks. So I'm like, you know what? I got to get through this. I got to keep on going. And it wasn't even, I I, I should rephrase that. It wasn't even like I got to get through this because like I said, I did enjoy the increased energy and my workouts felt really good. And my recovery times, I wasn't as sore afterwards. So it's like, okay, you know, this is, there's definitely something going on here. So I enjoyed that. And so that got me all the way to week four and week six. Now, at week four and week six, that is when I started to take my post uh, pictures. So I used, it was the same time of day. It was the same lighting. It was the same outfit. And what I did is I took pre-pictures when I first started. And then I took post pictures at week four, week five, week six, week seven, and now I'm at week eight. So what I was looking for is, okay, am I losing body fat? Now, there's a number of ways that you can test body fat. And you can do a bioelectrical impedance test where you use electrodes and you don't feel the electricity at all. It's just something that you grab onto. It's a little handle and it sends a pulse of electricity through you. And depending on how fast it gets through, that bioelectrical impedance dictates what type of body fat percentage you are based on your height and your body weight. And then again, that bioelectrical impedance. So what I don't like about that is it varies quite a bit. I mean, there there have been differences of anywhere between five and 10 uh, body fat percentage points when I did that type of test. And it, it varied with the amount of water that was in my system. So how hydrated I was would affect it. So I, I didn't like that at all. Uh, the other way is with calipers. And calipers are nice, uh, but it really is contingent upon the person that is using the calipers and their amount of skill and consistency. So are they testing the same sites and are they doing the calculation correctly and are they pinching with the same amount of force that they did prior? I mean, so there's so many factors that go into that. It's like, man, this is just, uh, you know, it, it could really make you happy or it could you know, kill your confidence depending on the tester and all the factors that I mentioned. So I'm not too crazy about either one of those methods, but we got to gauge our body fat somehow, some way. So with me personally, I just use pictures because that's what people care about anyway, when they're talking about body fat percentage. Um, And I know that when I look at my pictures on the pre-side, I know I'm probably somewhere between nine and 11% body fat. Uh, just be just the way that I'm looking and the, the definition that I have now in the post picture. So let's fast forward post pictures. I'm looking at at least one to two, maybe three percentage, uh, points lower. So I know my body fat is decreasing just on how, uh, more developed my shoulders look and my chest and as you're going down into my abs it just it there's definitely a difference there so uh, i am seeing positive changes with that as quickly as the six and eight week marks which is typically where you start to see physical changes so that is definitely a nice piece that i'm looking at and not only that i gained that weight back so the eight pounds that i talked about that I lost in the first two weeks that I was concerned about, 
since then, I've gained it back. Uh, so now I'm walking around at my prior body weight, decreased body fat percentage. And then this was the, the real kicker for me was all of my lifts are better. So I, the way I gauge my strength is I look at key compound lifts and what am I able to lift with that with a three repetition max? So for instance, how many pull-ups can I do and can I get at least three pull-ups? And so, you know, where, where am I at with that? And can I add weight to my pull-ups for that repetition max? So with my pull-ups, my uh, personal best is much better than it was uh, prior to this. So with my pull-ups right now, I can add 10 pounds around my waist and do uh, three to five pull-ups. Uh, my total reps for pull-ups with just my body weight, uh, I can do between eight and 10 reps. So, and when I talk pull-ups, I'm talking wide grip pull-ups where your palms are facing away from you. So that is one thing that I'm using to gauge my strength is that compound movement. The other compound movements that I look at are my bench press, my squat, my deadlift, and my military press. All of those lifts are up. So whether it's up by 10% or 20%, all of them are much better, or not much better, but much better for the time frame. I mean, we're only talking like six to eight weeks here. So that is a huge piece for me to look at my strength increasing. So I'm walking around stronger. I have more energy. I have less body fat. And this is at the eight-week mark that I'm at right now. So a lot of upsides, I got to tell you. But let's talk about the downsides. Well, number one, I don't eat meat. That's a, that's a huge switch for me. Uh, I thought I would have a lot more cravings than I do, but once I got past that initial week, I, the cravings went away. And again, this is specific to everyone individually, but for me personally, I didn't crave meat after that first week uh, as much as I thought I would. And like I said, I was a huge meat eater. So that's that's a huge switch. That's something that you want to consider. Uh, the other piece is that, now let me uh, give you a little more insight there. So with the meat piece, I did make one exception. And I'm glad that my wife recommended this. Uh, we recently went back to my mom and dad's in Ohio for Thanksgiving. I did eat meat. I did eat my mom's turkey. So I'm glad I did that. Uh, but with the exception of that, I did not have any meat for the eight-week period. Uh, there's Christmas coming up, and I will probably make an exception for that as well when my wife cooks her turkey. Um, but other than that, uh, I'm not going to eat meat. So there, there is that. And so I want to make sure everyone knows that. So the next negative piece to it is going out. Uh, going out is you have to be a little creative with what you eat. Uh, I eat a lot of salads, which is a no-brainer. But you want to mix it up. You want to, you know, you, you kind of get sick of eating the same salad at every restaurant. There is a local restaurant named Provecho, and it's a Spanish restaurant. I really do enjoy their butternut squash empanadas and a side of avocado fries, beans, and rice. It just makes a nice meal for me when we go out. So 
that is a, actually a, a good positive experience I can speak to as far as the restaurants are concerned. Now, that that was obviously a big piece for me as far as going out to eat. Now, I, I eat a lot of lunches, a lot of business lunches. So whether it's you know the newest and best seafood, the newest and best steak, uh, the newest and best meat-based restaurant, those were the things that I used to look for in those business lunches. Whereas now, not so much. Uh, it's not like it's going through my head, where's the newest and best salad? So I... I've kind of switched with the way I think as far as the business lunches and the food that I eat is more of just fuel uh, versus a pleasure piece. And when I go out with my wife and we have dinner at night, uh, we, you know, go to our usual restaurants and I will pick out appetizers and sides and it still makes for a good evening, but it's not as so, it's not based so much on the meal as whereas before it was something that I generally looked forward to because of that meat piece. So I'm looking for, you know, just the fuel versus uh, a meal that I'm looking to for, for pleasure. I, I'm not really explaining that as well as I probably should, but that's the way my mind works. So now it's, I'm looking at more fuel versus pleasure when I'm looking at meals and that's how I'm doing it. And I'll tell you what, if that's, the biggest negative consequence that I can point to, this is a good lifestyle for me. It's because like I said, the, the benefits far outweigh that quote unquote pleasure that I would get from a meal. Now, is this for everyone? No, I'm going to say that right away. And I'm going to say it again. This is not for everybody. This is something that I looked at and said, okay, is this something that's going to help me in the long term and not hurt me? Is this something that I could possibly maintain for a, like a lifestyle? So that is something that you have to look at personally and how that is going to work for you. I mean, we're talking a vegan lifestyle, a vegan diet, no meat, no dairy, no eggs. It's a huge piece. So like I said, it may not be for everybody. It's definitely working for me. I'm at the eight-week mark now. I plan on continuing it. Uh, past this, uh, like I said, I'd, I'd like to adopt this as part of my lifestyle. I will continue to give updates as far as changes that I'm seeing, but for the moment, you can point to increased strength, increased energy, lower, lower body fat percentage, and not as much on the negative consequence side as I expected. Uh, the cravings are not there for the meat. I thought I would have major cravings. The interactions with other people is relatively positive. It's not like people are looking down on me for a vegan diet. And not that I would care anyway, but um, that's another thing to consider. And then going out, enjoying a meal, uh, a, just a little bit different way of looking at it for me now. It's not as much of a pleasure thing as it is a fuel thing. And I am looking forward to more of the, the company and the people that I'm there with versus the actual meals. So those are things that I'm looking at and adopting this as part of my lifestyle. As always, remember to enjoy the journey. This is Dad Bod by Jesse. <laughs>